0: So I think part of the reason that we donated the project to the CNCF was that they were already part of the conversation. The CNCF had a meeting and we all had sort of a kumbaya moment when we acknowledged that we had almost exactly the same goals and that there's no good reason for these projects to be competing with each other. You know, The hardest part of open source software is always the people, it's not the technology. And I think that they did a very good thing for the industry by actually engaging with both sides of that and really making it into one project.
1: You are listening to the Kublist Podcast, a show interviewing project maintainers for CNCF sandbox incubating and graduated projects. We'll discuss each project to understand where it came from and discuss the roadmap and plans to continue the project. Hi, I'm Mark Campbell. I publish the Kubelist weekly newsletter dedicated to Kubernetes and the CNCF ecosystem. I'm the founder and CTO at Replicated, where we enable cloud-native software vendors like Puppet, Harness, HashiCorp, Sneak, and many others to operationalize and scale the distribution of their modern on-prem software. Check us out at Replicated.com. The Kubelist podcast is brought to you by Heavybit, a program dedicated to helping startups take their developer products to market. For more information, visit Heavybit.com. Finally, sign up for the KubeList weekly newsletter and read previous issues at kubelist.com. On this episode, I was talking with Ben Siegelman, founder and CEO of LightStep. Before LightStep, Ben had been working in the observability space and created Dapper, a distributed tracing tool while at Google. I was lucky to have a chance to sit down and talk with Ben about the OpenTelemetry project. So we spent some time talking about the origins and foundings of this Open OpenTelemetry project. The project is a massive undertaking, coordinating retirement of a couple of other projects, OpenCensus and OpenTracing, in favor of this new standard. The entire team has made tremendous progress and is close to submitting the project for advancement out of the sandbox and into an incubating project. Ben talks for a little bit about the challenges of observability and the different team shapes share some thoughts about the challenges and confusion that was facing the metrics, tracing and logging ecosystem before OpenTelemetry. And then we go on to talk about the work that the OpenTelemetry project has completed and is working on that makes it easier to get good metrics out of an app, sometimes without even instrumenting the code itself. Now the OpenTelemetry project is a little different from many other CNCF sandbox projects in that it doesn't really live on its own. It's really an SDK, an API, and an interface. And to get value out of it, you really need to pair OpenTelemetry with existing tools like dashboards and so on to collect and analyze the data. Enjoy. Hi, we're here today with Ben Siegelman, the founder and CEO of LightStep and one of the founders of the Open Telemetry project. Welcome, Ben. Hi, thanks
0: for having me. I'm excited
1: about this. So we want to talk about the OpenTelemetry project and its addition to the CNCF landscape as a sandbox project right now. And I guess just to get started, Ben, it'd be great if you could just tell us the background and the inspiration for the project, where it came from in like the story around the creation of the OpenTelemetry project itself. Sure, I'm happy to do that. So
0: OpenTelemetry, when we started the project, the big joke was the XKCD comic about standards where you know one of the characters is complaining that they're... 15 standards and so we should create one new standard just to unify everything and then there are 16 standards and open telemetry in some ways uh, people had some hesitation about the project because there were two previous projects that had similar charters one was open tracing and the other was open census they were similar but they weren't quite the same and unfortunately they both had enough momentum that neither was just going to die a heat death if we just let them be and yet, the problem was that they were trying to solve more or less the same problem, which was ultimately like a standardization problem. And neither one was going to succeed uh, for uh, reasons I can go into. So, Open Telemetry was born out of a desire to supersede both Open Tracing and Open Census. And the reason I think that we thought that would work was that the leadership for Open Tracing and Open Census was sort of the founding group for open telemetry and we all had committed to sunset those projects and replace them with open telemetry that was about almost a year and a half ago actually that we made that decision and at this point it feels like it was very wise and that open telemetry has a lot more momentum than open tracing or open census did at the time and is i think achieving the overall mission that all three of these projects had at some level which was to find an open source solution to the problem of extracting high quality telemetry data from cloud native applications so you know the short version of open telemetry's purpose is that we want high quality telemetry to be a built-in feature for really any modern cloud native software and that's important because you do not want to spend your developers time manually instrumenting things nor do you want to tightly couple yourself to any particular vendor of observability or APM or whatever you want to call it. And so OpenTelemetry is at some level this kind of marketplace project where open source and closed source application software can bind to OpenTelemetry to create this critical data that observability tools need. And then observability tooling can consume it on the other side and build you know pretty compelling features without requiring their customers to manually instrument code. So the purpose of the project is very similar in some ways to the purposes of OpenTracing and OpenCensus. Each of those projects had some problems, which I can go into if you want. Um, OpenTelemetry is an attempt to address those problems and consolidate the landscape into a single project, which I would say at this point seems like we've succeeded in doing. It felt a little sketchy in the beginning because it was so high stakes if we screwed it up, but it, it actually seems to be working,
1: which is fantastic. Great, that makes sense. And I think I'd I'd love to talk a little bit more about the projects that it replaced and specifically why OpenTelemetry was was dis- you decided to donate the project to the CNCF. It, I mean, OpenCensus and Open uh, Tracing, they had some adoption. You you kind of created this group of the founders of those projects and created OpenTelemetry as the one standard to rule of them all. It's a great XKCD comic, I agree. Um, and it seems to be working right now and so can you talk us through the thought process a little bit around deciding to donate the project to the CNCF and make it a CNCF project? Happy to. I'll try not to be too long-winded about this for the benefit of your audience,
0: but the, the short and hopefully interesting version is that OpenTracing was uh, of these three projects, Open Tracing, Open census, and OpenTelemetry, OpenTracing was the first one to be created. And it was an intentionally very narrow project where the only thing it was actually doing was defining an API for distributed tracing telemetry, and that was it. But just the API, like we didn't have wire formats as part of OpenTracing. There was a a contrib area in GitHub where people, if they wanted to, could throw stuff in there or they could just do it themselves wherever they were. But that wasn't even really officially sanctioned by OpenTracing and there was no governance for that code. It It was a very, very thin project. And that was supposed to be a feature, and it was intentionally narrow so that it would be a very small dependency to bring in, so on and so forth. Um, the problem was that the market really wanted to have that, but they also wanted to have a similar value proposition for metric data, and arguably, depending on who you talk to, for logging data too. Due to that desire, the Open Census project, which Originated out of Google, but ended up getting some good traction with Microsoft and a few other large like, corporate contributors, as well as some smaller uh, individual contributors and so on. The Open Census project was very similar to Open Tracing, except that the scope was broader and that it incorporated uh, metric telemetry as well. and uh, it wasn't totally tightly coupled but it was more tightly coupled in that it was difficult to depend on just one part of open census and you'd end up bringing in a somewhat larger dependency and that was creating some trouble for them as well and so the idea with open telemetry was to take the scope of open census which is to say all forms of telemetry are you know ultimately long term in scope for open telemetry but the very loose intentionally loose coupling of open tracing and the small dependencies and the take what you need approach from Open Tracing, and to make a project that had all those attributes from the get go, and you know that required changes to the structure of the code and everything, and somewhat of a fresh start. However, we were really trying to avoid this issue with a third standard, so we had made some kind of backwards compatibility bridge a requirement for both Open Tracing and Open Census to give people a clean path onto Open Tracing. And what your question was about whether we donated to the CNCF or not. I think part of the reason that we donated it to the CNCF was that the CNCF was actually instrumental in helping this happen. I mean, I'm personal friends and certainly you know work friends with a bunch of open census people, and I have been for a long time, but there was a period there... Two years ago, maybe before these projects merged, where things got fairly acrimonious actually, which I mean, newsflash that can happen on the internet, but it was probably a very small minority of people on both projects that were sort of squabbling. But that was boiling over on Twitter. And it was getting very difficult to imagine these two projects collaborating. Although the main request that we got from our user communities was to solve this problem of having these two projects the same charter that were actually creating confusion and slowing things down in the in you know the actual enterprise software world. And so we were somewhat stuck, actually. And the CNCF had a meeting in the Presidio in San Francisco where a bunch of people flew in from different places and we all had sort of a kumbaya moment when we acknowledged that we had almost exactly the same goals and that there's no good reason for these projects to be competing with each other. Uh, But the CNCF kind of brokered that, I would say, and was very, very helpful in reestablishing the trust and alignment that was needed to get these projects to merge successfully. So I think part of the reason that we donated the project to the CNCF was that they were already part of the conversation, and for me, I, I was very grateful for that. I think it's a great thing for the industry that they did that. Um, CNCF sometimes gets critiqued as being a marketing organization. This was v- very difficult. You know, the hardest part of open source software is always the people. It's not the technology, and I think that they did a very good thing for the industry by kind of, you know, actually engaging with both sides of that. Divide at the time and really making it into one project. So they had a real hand in that. And that's a large part of, I think, why the CNCF choice felt sort of obvious to all of us.
1: I see. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And in addition to just replacing or combining and, and reducing the confusion between Open Census and Open Tracing with one new project called Open Telemetry, does Open Telemetry? Add additional functionality in in continuing the evolution of these projects. Like if I already had adopted Open Census or Open uh, Tracing, what would I gain from switching over to Open Telemetry as the standard in the SDKs that I'm using?
0: Well yeah, definitely, absolutely yes. I have to admit that I'm supposed to say that with a lot of enthusiasm. I'm actually you know on the governing committee, I'm often the voice for trying to keep the scope in check while we get this thing out into the world. but there is a lot of stuff that's happening in open telemetry that was never part of open census or open tracing and it's great work. It's not that I have any issue with it. It's actually really exciting. there's um, just to rattle off a few of the things certainly there's more support for esoteric languages than we had in open census so there's that sort of support just in terms of particular frameworks or languages but beyond that there's been um, a lot of effort put into open telemetry automatic instrumentation which is to say that as a post compilation step you add some dependency and suddenly you're able to get High quality tracing and metrics telemetry streaming out of your application in a way that's vendor neutral. That's a real holy grail, actually, to make and you know what would have been called an agent. I think you know in the sort of new relic app dynamics heyday that is vendor neutral. Um, that's a major accomplishment for the space. So that's significant. The open telemetry collector descends from the open census collector, but has a lot more feature functionality than it did at the time. There's an entire sig devoted to logging which wasn't really in scope for open census at the time of the merger and certainly wasn't in scope for open tracing i don't know i could go on and on but there's certainly a great deal of activity in open telemetry that didn't have a direct analog in open census or open tracing although i think that you know the main charter for the project initially is to deprecate open tracing and to deprecate open census that's happening later this year and in my mind, that's achieving the initial promise of the project, that we're going to fully replace these other projects um, and, and have one instead of three standards out there. So that's still and <laughs> we're very, very, very close, like literally weeks away, which is exciting. But that milestone, in my mind, should be the priority for the project until it's achieved, because that's the, the problem in the market that we were initially trying to solve.
1: Yeah, that's a great milestone. I'd love to talk more about that auto-instrumentation and the post-compilation step. That sounds super valuable. And I'd like to get a little bit more in the technical details of it. Can you talk a little bit about the the technical stack and the implementation and some of the choices that were made in the OpenTelemetry project from the beginning and how that's affecting the project right now? Sure, I I mean, I can try. the, The thing about automatic
0: instrumentation, and part of the reason why this was something that was not this was not a light lift. It depends a lot on the particular language, right? So it's not like there is a single approach to that problem that's going to work across all languages. And in fact, it's a little bit of a misnomer in languages like Go, for instance, where you can make instrumentation a very lightweight process and and maybe get it down to a known finite number of lines of code, but you can't do a post-compilation integration in Go without changing the Go VM in in some fundamental way, right? But a big step initially was getting um, Datadog uh, to participate in the project and to donate their automatic instrumentation libraries that were formerly proprietary, but were actually pretty modular as a starting point. So that happened... I would say about nine months ago or something like that. I, I can't remember the exact timing. I think the announcement came around the new year or maybe a little before. But Datadog had proprietary but Apache license or BSD license open source libraries to get automatic instrumentation into their product. And they donated those to the Open Telemetry project as a starting point. You know They weren't ready to use as they were precisely, but they set up a lot of the scaffolding that you would need to build agents in many languages. In other languages, like for instance in Java, that one ended up getting almost rebuilt from the ground up. There was a project called Glowroot, which was an open source APM project. Uh, This guy, Trask, who's fantastic, who presently works at Microsoft, was the kind of benevolent dictator for life on that project. And so Trask had donated that to OpenTelemetry as well and worked pretty closely with this guy, um, Tyler Benson, who's at Datadog and had worked on their Java agent and they kind of rebuilt stuff up along with this effort from OpenTracing called the uh, Special Agent Project. And there were these three different approaches that they had to work through. Ultimately, what they ended up with bears some resemblance to all three approaches, but is actually its own thing. In terms of the technical details, I could try to go into it, but it's very language-specific. That's what makes this so difficult, actually, but also it makes it so valuable that you can have a single project you can integrate with, and even if your organization runs you know, Python, Java, you know, and has a Node app or something, you can expect to get high-quality telemetry from all three languages without understanding how those agents work, <laughs> which is a huge benefit, I think.
1: No, that, that makes a lot of sense I mean we run a lot of go and node projects and I know for instrumenting that code it's very different like a post compilation auto injection of, of metrics it's really easy in node but in go we just we have to like modify our code and I assume every language then um, from what I'm hearing from you is like they fit into a different place in that ecosystem and there's different lifts required by the engineering team in order to properly instrument their code to work with open Telemetry yeah.
0: And another fascinating thing about this is that I think these things have been publicly announced. Like New Relic, for instance, that company, you know, kind of went to market initially with their value proposition, um, had a lot to do with their agent, which was totally proprietary. And you know, you just add the new Relic agent to your Rails app, and then lo and behold, you had a dashboard with some useful data on it. And it was a good value proposition. And I think that's why they are a public company now, right? They have committed to basically ripping out all of their own agents and replacing them with open telemetry. Like they'll have a shell that's just to provide, you know, they want to give their customers one dependency and not two. So they'll wrap it with something very thin, but it's just a shim around this sort of open telemetry core. And the reason that they want to do that, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're excited about contributing to the project, but it's also for for them and for other observability providers, I think there's very little interest in trying to maintain proprietary bindings to every project that people in the enterprise actually depend on. Like, It's not just these end languages. It's like each one of those languages has... 50 to 100 commonly used frameworks that you need to be able to instrument as well. And this is an incredible burden from an engineering standpoint for vendors. And, you know, Lightstep, um, this is an open telemetry thing, not a Lightstep thing. But the reason that we've pushed so hard on creating these projects is that we really don't want to get in the business of building and maintaining all of that software. I think we feel like it's better for the market in general for it to be an open source community. And it's also better for the providers where we can focus on solving analytical problems and not on integrating with the 712th framework in the world that we hadn't seen before. So I think the auto instrumentation piece was a vital requirement for a lot of large vendors to actually move to open telemetry as their answer for instrumentation. Because automatic instrumentation is an expectation for software organizations that are trying to you know adopt tooling like they don't want to spend a lot of time instrumenting and until open source could handle that part of the problem it wasn't really a viable uh, strategy for you know many vendors in the space
1: I see and I'd like to talk a little bit more about other technical challenges a lot of cncf projects are just purely technical and they solve a technical problem and open telemetry is that but there was a lot of Political and in community work involved with consolidating projects. You talked about that and the auto instrumentation technical challenges. But what about on the other side for the technical challenges of integrating into existing systems? You know, Datadog. You mentioned they they contributed their agents. But if I'm a large org and I'm running Datadog. And have an integration into their monitoring dashboard or Prometheus or even going kind of down the long tail of more esoteric tooling that the enterprise is used to. How deep has OpenTelemetry currently gone into integrating into those projects right now? I think the entirety of the landscape of technologies
0: and products and web services that Open telemetry may someday want to integrate with is just it's it feels infinite, <laughs> so from a percentage standpoint, I couldn't say, but I'd speculate that it's probably not that high. However, for projects that are of high relevance to what we're doing, you know, things like Prometheus, for instance, um, we've put a lot of effort into making sure that those integrations either do work smoothly or will work smoothly, so we don't paint ourselves into a corner. I've actually at this point. Just literally lost track of the number of projects that have committed to adding or have added open telemetry um, instrumentation at this point, but it's certainly like significant. the The focus for the project has been really on the correct propagation of the context that's used for distributed tracing across the sorts of applications that deploy on Kubernetes. So that, in some ways, can help serve as a kind of a rule of thumb for prioritization. If there's technology that's almost never incorporated into Kubernetes, then it's probably not going to be like a particularly high priority from open telemetry standpoint. Although there certainly are projects that integrate with it of their own accord, and that's fantastic. Um, Similarly, there's not a, a total focus, but there's more focus on getting the tracing part right first. And the metrics and logging are happening in parallel, but it's not that they're... They're not a priority, but I think that they're from a sequencing standpoint going to come later. Like the GA milestone for tracing is you know, order of weeks away. It's supposed to happen in September of 2020, which is when we're recording this interview. And the GA for metrics will follow. So um, the tracing piece has been, you know, the highest priority from an integration standpoint as well. Part of that's because you know we want to replace Open Tracing quickly, but part of it's also that there's more of a story for metrics already, and so there's less pain in the world around. I mean, there's things like Prometheus and StatsD, and and so the level of suffering is not as high as it is for tracing, where there really isn't a good, widely adopted standard right now.
1: That makes sense, and the the adoption and the level of suffering for folks who are implementing other products in this landscape makes me wonder if you can help explain a little bit how Open Telemetry. Currently, and is planning to you know fit and change the overall landscape of all of this area of around observability for applications that's a good question and I think it Harkens back a little bit to my comments earlier around how
0: many vendors are kind of perceiving the project and and adapting their strategies uh, in light of the project. I would say that the overall value proposition for i don't know i mean observability is the The current term, but it's not that different than what people used to call APM a few years ago. I mean, you know, I can go down that rabbit hole if you want, but for people who are monitoring their applications or observing their applications, the value proposition that you get from, uh, especially from a vendor you would pay, had a lot to do with just getting the data out of the application. That was partly because of the fact that operation teams would actually run the software and they were totally separated from the development teams. And you know, obviously there's a, a change happening in the world right now where developers own their code in production and DevOps, blah, 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 blah. So there's a change there as well. But with operators owning the code, it was a big deal that you could run these tools without having developers make any decisions or change anything. So this post-compilation integration was, was a critical feature. I think... It was so critical that it was actually a big part of the pitch, and what's happened with uh, the open Telemetry project is that we're basically providing high quality telemetry for free and without any kind of vendor dependency whatsoever, which really uh, in some ways I think is quite liberating for the various providers of observability, whether they're open source projects like you know Jaeger or Prometheus or whether they're you know vendors large and small like New Relic or Dynatrace or LightStep for that matter, but the board has shifted in that everyone is collaborating on getting high-quality telemetry out without any kind of vendor coupling whatsoever. And then... The playing field for observability is moving to the analytical space pretty firmly, as opposed to where it was, you know, five years ago, where I think a lot of the effort was put into these agents. So that's a really significant shift um, for the value proposition. Where open source and open telemetry project are, um, I think, going to do a much better job ultimately in serving the needs of the customers because you know it's vendor neutral, and I think we'll have broader support. But it's taken away a big part of the value proposition for sort of conventional tooling.
1: That makes sense. Can you share a little bit about what's on the current short-term and medium-term roadmap for the OpenTelemetry project as it's currently a sandbox project right now? I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, what the team is working on right now. Well, since you
0: mentioned the sandbox aspect, I mean, we're planning to go up for the incubation status, you know, pretty soon, like certainly before the end of the year. Which we expect to be fine. I mean, we we meet all the criteria, at least as far as we can tell. So that's one thing that we're planning on doing. I already mentioned that we're going to GA um, the tracing pieces of Open Telemetry very soon. You know, it's kind of imminent at this point. And we'd also like to GA the metrics pieces. Having done both of those things, we should be able to formally deprecate um, Open Tracing and Open Census. I would, you know, I would. Observe that many end users have already realized that the writing is on the wall and are just adopting open telemetry anyway, but I still think it's an important thing for the project to kind of finish the job and make sure that we get down to a single project and not not three so that'll be um, a major milestone as well, looking into next year, the project is just unbelievably populated right now with contributors I, I think by I mean, I don't I'm not a big fan of this metric as a signifier of success, but but from just a commit velocity standpoint, open telemetry is second only to Kubernetes and the entire CNCF right now for just activity. And there's, you know, a whole army of interns from Google and Amazon that have been working on this stuff over the summer. So there's a huge amount of velocity going in many different directions. And although it's not exactly a technical milestone, I think, you know, a big milestone for open telemetry will actually be the kind of community management and governance facilities that are needed to just organize that much activity and effort that's going into the project. The roadmap for next year is not spelled out in a particularly static way. I, I would expect there to be considerable improvements to you know the core functionality around tracing metrics, automatic instrumentation. I'd also expect the logging sig to get something going that's more generally available Splunk has been investing a lot of time in that, although there's no commitment on that date and a big metric for success for open telemetry is just the projects that have formally integrated with it and are um, emitting open telemetry API calls or open telemetry data types um, over the wire and I think that list will grow quickly next year i don't have a, we don't have a specific target for it, but just based on the sorts of conversations we've been having with. Other projects, from you know, the service meshes to Kubernetes itself, and uh, and so on and so forth. I would expect there to be um, a lot of announcements next year around those integrations as well. So that's the, the the basic gist of where things are going. But the the focus still in the short term is on just getting everything GA'd and closing the door on the previous projects.
1: Yeah, the, the commit velocity being second only to Kubernetes is that's a that's a great stat. And I mean, I think Open Telemetry has just a massive surface area, though, because you have to do all these integrations into different languages you talked about. Even even when you break it down into the languages that you want to integrate into, it's the different platforms inside that language. right? If I'm writing Go, there's probably an integration specific to the Go web server that I'm using in addition to just the generic Go implementation. Is a lot of that commit velocity right now just spread out surface area around the different platforms? Um yeah there is a lot of that
0: there's also a lot of work on things like the open telemetry collector which I should probably speak more about the the collector is also something that ha, that's running in in production for you know a number of you know well-known brands and it's not a requirement to use the collector but I think a lot of end users have found it helpful in that it um, can run either as kind of like a sidecar type model, or it can run as a, as a central pool. But it provides a mechanism to like accept telemetry in a in a variety of formats, and then kind of emit it wherever you want, including multiplexing it to different places. So it's just like a really a, a data path for telemetry. When it's running in a sidecar mode, it can also reach into the application and grab certain statistics on its own too. But the, the collector has received a lot of attention from many of the committers that, you know, were working on open telemetry in the last six months. So that's another important piece of the project that, unlike, you know, many of the other aspects, is not just a mile wide and an inch deep. The collector is actually a pretty elaborate piece of software on its own that, you know like many things like that you know requires a lot of effort to tune and to get into a place where it's you know suitable for production use
1: hey, if i'm not currently using open telemetry in my project but you know say I'm, I'm you know writing code and deploying it and running it in kubernetes in production how would i think about how to get started would would the collector be a key piece even though it's optional that you would recommend somebody new in trying to adopt open telemetry start with or where would you recommend somebody starting
0: yeah, I mean I think it depends a little bit on who that person is. So I would divide things among the following populations. There are people who maintain a small set of services as application developers. There are people who work on like a platform team for an end-user company and are trying to make decisions that affect the entirety of, you know, the infrastructure. And then there are people who work on either open source or closed source projects that might want to integrate with open telemetry. Those are three very different groups. Um, for the first group, I would just point them at the automatic instrumentation and say, you know, give it a try and you know the documentation if you you know if you search for it will help you understand how you can hook this up to any number of open source or closed source downstream you know, solutions just to see the data and, and get some value out of it. For someone on a platform team that's trying to Integrate the project, and in that case, I mean, it's, it, there's a welcoming community in some ways that almost say, "Why don't you just like go into one of the open telemetry forums? There's you know a Gitter channel that's actually going to be replaced by Slack pretty soon, uh, and just start asking around and trying to get some advice because those are big decisions. But if you had to start somewhere and you didn't want to talk to anyone, <laughs> I guess it would be fine to just pick a couple of example services and do what I just suggested, just add the automatic instrumentation and, and get a feel for how things work. Or you could pick up the collector and install that alongside some of those and see how that works. Those seem like the right places to start. And then for people trying to add open telemetry to an existing project, that you know whether it's an open source project or a piece of closed source infrastructure or what have you, the API docs for open telemetry are, um, are pretty good, actually. And I think all you really need to do is integrate that, add the appropriate calls, and write some tests, all of which is pretty well documented. But after doing that, you can add it to the open telemetry registry, which means that other people will be able to discover it uh, without stumbling upon your GitHub repository. So that's another like another population that is equally important, I think, to the project.
1: When you think about Somebody new and they're adopting open Telemetry, or the roadmap that you currently have and the path to move it into incubation, is there any particular type of use case or feedback that you're you're really like tuned into right now, something maybe that's new that's in the project, or just something that's 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 interesting?
0: Well, I mean, i've said it a few times, and I may be sounding like a broken record right now, but I think the promise of adding a single dependency and getting decent telemetry out of your application is, um, it's pretty compelling, if, especially if you've <laughs> tried to do it manually, like which is a real bear. So I think that's very compelling, and I'd recommend people give it a shot. Um, it's my fiduciary duty to say that you know you can send that data to Lightstep without you know getting out a credit card or whatever, and, and you can see how that data looks, and you can start to understand um, performance bottlenecks and so on and so forth. You know, of course, you can do similar things with uh, open source software. You can just Download and run on your own, like Jaeger, for instance, I think is another popular option just to kind of kick the tires, but I think that's the thing to try. I feel like there's um, the, the trick with open telemetry is is that it's on its own isn't going to do anything you need to pair it with some kind of observability solution so, so you have to think about that in some level like a two step process like you add open telemetry and then you have to send the data somewhere and get some value out of it so it's not a project where there's a self-contained open telemetry demo. I think the whole point of open telemetry is that you shouldn't have to do very much and you suddenly can light up some pretty compelling tooling that requires good data. right? So, so it needs to be paired with some kind of, some kind of observability solution. And the most exciting thing about open telemetry is that you don't have to do very much. You add this one dependency and then suddenly you're able to see things you didn't know about your own software.
1: I and mean, that, that makes a ton of sense. So the, the single dependency solution. A lot of us have old legacy code that you know was not properly instrumented when we built it, and it'd be great if we can throw the single dependency in and integrate it into our current observability dashboards and be able to like instantly get some metrics and interesting data out of there. Exactly. Yeah. I'd love to talk just for a minute about the differences in the observability ecosystem in general right now. Like, if you think about it, there's obviously there's the three pillars of observability that that everyone talks about: tracing, metrics, and logging. You know, you're really deep in this ecosystem at Lightstep in, in Google, and I'd like to hear your thoughts about those three pillars of observability and really how somebody who's writing an application should think about solving that. If I'm building a small application and a proof of concept, should I start with tracing from the beginning, or when do I adopt all these different parts of the Telemetry project?
0: Yeah, so I mean, I should say that I gave a talk at KubeCon December 2018 called Three Pillars, Zero Answers, and it was basically a an argument that we should stop talking about the three pillars of observability, so I apologize that I'm going to give the TLDR on that. I definitely think there are you know, pillars of telemetry, and traces and metrics and logging could easily be three of them, but that's the telemetry, not the observability. The thing that I think is so difficult about observability right now is that you've got a lot of smart people, whether they use open telemetry or not, they've managed to get Tracing metrics and logging to coexist in three tabs of their browser, and each one has its own you know data type appropriate kind of query API and visualizations and so on and so forth. And yet I don't think that they've really addressed the core problems that they have from a business standpoint, and that's because I don't think that those three things, um, tracing metrics and logging should be separated at the level of the product that people are actually using and it's it's more than just having different modules of an application where you uh, of an observability application where you switch between metrics logs and tracing like it needs to be much more tightly integrated my point of view is that for microservice applications the tracing data on its own should rarely be viewed by human beings but should be used to inform the analysis of everything else just continuously the tracing data is the only thing we've got that actually represents the dependencies of individual transactions, which is just unbelievably valuable if you can find tooling that knows how to take advantage of that. And to you know, to be more specific, if you're at the top of the stack and you know most microservice applications are pretty deep, and these deep systems often have you know five plus layers from the top of the stack to the bottom. If you're at the top of the stack and your pager goes off because your latency is high, it's so much easier to figure out what's going on if your observability tooling understands your dependencies and can actually separate the slow request from the fast request and figure out how the dependencies behave differently in the slow request versus the fast request. You can't do that without tracing data. However, that's really not the end of the investigation. You then need to figure out, well, what's different about those slow dependencies? And that data often will be found in logs or in metrics or sometimes in trace tags, but the data layer for observability needs to be able to pivot between these different telemetry types, even to satisfy a single user request, to help understand what the contributing factors are across these different forms of telemetry in the context of some user problem, um, which will usually be, you know, either a sudden change of behavior or just a steady state performance analysis. In either case, you have a comparison between things that are good, things that are bad, and you need observability to be able to look at those two data sets across different types of telemetry and find the correlations that explain the difference. That really shouldn't be, th- in my mind, shouldn't be thought of as pillars. There's really only one question in observability, and that is, like, why did that change? It's like something changes, you need to figure out why, and you're not going to be able to answer that question by looking at just Any particular form of telemetry and having these three tabs running in parallel and doing the join yourself as a human being requires a level of expertise and training that I don't think is realistic. So yeah, I have a pretty strong opinion that all three forms of telemetry are necessary for telemetry, but that the observability solution should be simple and oriented around discovering and explaining changes.
1: Makes sense. I think it kind of sheds some light into how you you've built open telemetry and how you've thought about the project. As software is just getting really complicated and more microservices and traffic patterns are changing. You mentioned it's a lot easier if you have these spans and these traces that you can use to debug this the solution. But it's honestly it's probably required at some point. Like there's a lot of pager goes off in the middle of the night and without that data, you have no idea how to debug that. Exactly. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Ben. I think that answered all the questions that I had around the Open OpenTelemetry project. I'm excited to see it move from the sandbox to the incubation group inside the CNCF.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, you know, crossing my fingers, it hasn't happened yet, but I, I think we're in good shape and. I should just close off by saying that although I've had some role in the project and I'm one of the you know nine people in the governance committee and I'm just one of literally hundreds of people working on this project and I'm writing a lot less code than most of them so so I'm, I'm happy to talk to you about it but you know the success of the project really is entirely due to the efforts of you know these hundreds of people who've been busy working on it for Year and a half at this point.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, we definitely appreciate you joining and and talking about the project, but everybody who's committing and contributing and even just using and providing feedback is making the project successful and making it better. Exactly. That's all we have time for today. If you're the maintainer of a CNCF project and would like to be a guest on this show, head over to kubelist.com. To learn more about HeavyBit, visit heavybit.com to check out the library. It's packed with amazing talks and content on sales, marketing, product, and more for founders of developer tools companies. And this podcast is brought to you by my company, Replicated, where we enable cloud-native software vendors to operationalize and scale the distribution of their modern on-prem software to their largest enterprise customers. Check us out at replicated.com.